Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks very much for joining me. I'm here today with uh, Maciek. Maciek, uh, how are you? I'm good. Uh, thank you for having me, as they say on American shows. Yeah, it's, it's, my, it's my pleasure. <laughs> so, so a bit of an uh, interesting story here. Uh, Maciek and I, we both went to the same boot camp many, many years ago. It was one of the first in London, I think. And we both sort of ended up in a good place. He's now a, a, a senior React dev uh, uh, wherever he is, which he'll explain to us later on. But in the middle there, our paths took uh, a very different course. So I feel like for me, everything, I mean, the course was super hard and I feel like everything clicked just about enough, just about in time, you know, for me to keep going on. And I feel like I got all of the lucky breaks, everything went well, anything that could have like gone my way and went my way, you know, and I had a great career and it, it was great. And for you, you're in the same good place now. But actually, you struggled a bit on the course, and that had an impact on your early career professionally, and it had uh, an impact on you personally. And I feel like there's much more we can learn from your story than there is from mine. Take me back to that time. When do you first realize that the course is not quite going how you want it to go, and what happened? Yeah, as you said, uh, that it was called uh, Bootcamp for a reason. Uh, it was obviously very hard work. We, we've been doing this uh, uh, work for throughout the day and then spending even uh, um, evenings uh, doing extra work. So it was hard and then also weekends. But um, I guess I guess the, the, that was a problem, I guess, maybe a little bit on my side and uh, sort of the, the problem with the course itself because the course was um, very intense. There was like a new material every week which you had to, uh, to be on the top of and it's kind of difficult if you just constantly um, catching up with it. Um, then I guess my problem personally was that I was maybe approaching it from a different angle that, you know, my, my, um, sort of, uh, degree, my background was, uh, like a sort of, um, economics and where I was writing papers and I was hoping, you know, this is a perfect piece uh, I've written. Whereas in code, you have to make mistakes and those mistakes are kind of the ingredients of the future success. You know, you, you have to. You have to use to the the, the, the the pattern of of making mistakes all the time because that will lead you to the actual uh, success to to the to the uh, you know, test passing for example right but uh, that at the beginning you were you, you had this sort of pressure like oh my god everything's breaking you know and you just can easily can get into this uh, sort of rabbit hole start questioning yourself I remember this conversation with one one of our colleagues in in a in a kitchen. Um, uh, I think two weeks after we started, you know, and he said, you know, I, you know what, I started to question my intelligence, which I, which I found pretty hilarious. I think every one of us had their own kind of like um, uh, self-doubt sort of moments uh, because that was that hard. Um, but, uh, but I think there's also, uh, there were, you know, it, the, one of the things they said to us on, on the course was, not to compare us to the others because we all are on the different journeys for whatever reason right and then i after a while i just realized that there are people on the course who don't really approach this course with this kind of like pressure yeah i have to just i have to really learn this because i have to get, uh, get a job at the end of this some people were like already had those jobs or some people were decided well actually i'm doing this course but but i'm going to set up a startup after that or i'm going to do a consultancy work so there's not much pressure uh, in that to kind of like you know to to learn everything um you know on, on this course so so that's maybe another element 
I, f- I find it really interesting. One of the things you say is that you you feel like your previous experience, your academic and professional experience, made it difficult for you to fail or accept that you didn't quite, you couldn't quite perfect something before moving on. Yeah, I guess I guess it's an element. Maybe not for everyone, but I guess this sort of uh, learned habit or pattern that you know I I'm gonna perfect something. You know, I'm gonna send this, and it's gonna be working. Whereas here, you you have to think in in a sort of a way of prototyping do something really quick like in tdd just do something most simplistic just to pass the test and then on top of that uh, add another feature another feature uh, you know fix this test that test and that's kind of different mentality so this this is this is one of those things which you have to unlearn to learn a new pattern i guess and so during the course i mean when you start to realize um that things aren't going how you expect or you need a little bit more support do you reach out to the t- to the t- to the staff there what what do they say what what do they help you with um well, we were lucky because we were working in uh, uh pairing with uh, every day with different people so so you know i had this little strategy of myself that uh, um i quickly realized who is the strongest in, in, in our cohort so i kind of like okay i'm gonna spend a day or maybe two with those sort of on my level and then the third day or second every second day with someone who's really really strong so which who i i perceive to be strong so what what the point was that you know i i remember one of the strongest um, um, colleagues we had i we we went through the material for like uh from like 9am till 12 to lunchtime and it was done we were we were pacing so uh, the pace was so so quick that i was i was hardly uh, able to 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 follow what what we've been doing but this was actually an interesting experience. And the day after, I, I paired with someone who was on my level. So I had already kind of like uh, skills and understanding of the problem, so which I can apply to this. And then with someone on my level, we, we together on the same pace, on the same level, if you know what I mean, uh, we were able to, to um, yeah, to produce the, the, the results. So... Like I say, everyone had to find their own way. Uh, I remember pairing with someone who was uh, going through code really quickly, like I said, and there was someone who was like doing a code for, let's say, 30, 45 minutes, and he's just got frustrated. Oh, I have to go for a cigarette, you know, and he's gone for like half an hour, comes back another, another 45 minutes. So, you know, it's just an example. Every people, every person works uh, differently, and mm. and and then in those few first few weeks, you do a lot of observation as well, uh, you know, of the in in the sense of a team dynamic, and then how you can apply yourself, what strategy you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna sort of uh, create for yourself to 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 be effective uh, member, you know, in a team and and, and in this uh, course. After the course, what was the job hunt like for you? Because I think that's when it sort of started to become apparent to maybe yourself and you know to the to the rest of us on the course we're all very close you know mm-hmm. that was going to be maybe more difficult so what, what what happened at that stage so i think i initially i came to this course with with the idea that um because previously i was years in in digital marketing in even senior, senior roles and i was in my last job i was actually uh, very keen on actually building prototypes to be able to visualize my idea ideas but um um, eventually, when I've done the course, I've realized maybe I should be trying to get a job in uh, mark tech, marketing technology, uh, because, you know, at least I can say, well, you know, I'm a junior developer. I know I'm starting from zero 
uh, I've taken a U-turn, but at least I'm an experienced marketer. So you can use this kind of leverage this experience, but I can learn the the sort of coding sort of bit on on the job. And that was my strategy. Uh, right after the the, the, the bootcamp, um, I think it was like something like June, uh, maybe earlier. So it's kind of difficult to get a job over the summer. So I kind of strategically think uh, to myself, well, let's take a, a holidays, like enjoy the summer, but do some coding in the evening. And then I start applying for jobs near September. And to be honest with you, right after the course, I have to take like a two weeks off, like no coding, no computer, nothing. I was so physically and mentally drained. I guess, I guess to some extent you can relate to it. You, you remember how, how it was. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, so, like I say, I started applying in September, I believe, and quite quickly got a job for a company which uh, sort of uh, the job was to write JavaScript uh, scripts for the platform they use for their clients. Uh, so it was kind of like, okay, first sort of JavaScript uh, experience, commercial commercial experience. Um, but it was just a few months there, and I got this, and, and I got necessary skills, and I said, well, this is great, but I really want a front end like a proper front-end stack, agile, you know, all the kind of like dynamic of a, of a, of a, of a group, of a development team. Uh, so I got into a publishing company where I first was exposed to agile work, to two-week sprints, you know, to, to work in, uh, in a kind of like a much more collaborative uh, uh, developer's uh, environment. It was an amazing experience, the, the experience which I, I, already, I really value. And I, I, even until this day, I use some of those skills I gained there. But, and can you give me a, a general feeling of like, you, let's say your first two or three jobs, because you move jobs fairly sort of frequently. Yeah. Like how, um, what's going through your mind at that time? How, and how are you getting those jobs? And what, what's sort of happening? What's the impact there on your career? Um, so the element which I, uh, well, I think the, the moment when we graduated, uh, it was like almost six years ago, uh, the careers team at Makers wasn't that big. Um, they didn't have that many jobs. So there were people who came to the um, course already with, with jobs waiting for them, or there were just a few, you know, available. So some of us did, didn't have a even chance to, to get those jobs. So, um, and, and I think it's important bit because makers in general uh, uh, um, uh, kind of work closely with uh, employers who understand makers, who understand how we learn, what's our background, uh, that, you know, that we learn testing, that we learn pairing, that we're a very collaborative bunch, that, you know, that, um, you know, all these things. So let's say this first um, um, front-end, proper front-end stack job, I was kind of like on day one saying, why don't we pair? Why don't we write tests? And they were like, there's no time for this. Uh, we don't need it. And then another thing I discovered is that pairing in their mind is a sort of an, an exercise of sitting with someone and doing a work for someone. It's like, you know, I ask you to pair and you be sitting with me. You do my work and I'm just sitting there like watching. And it's not the point. The point of pairing is to expose both sides, switch uh, navigator, uh, driver, right, roles, and to, to take you through the code, let's say code on board you on the project, but in a way that you understand what are the moving bits, you know, so then, then you can be quickly productive on the, on, on the job. So if someone new, like a junior, joins the company and, they, and he asks the question, why don't we pair? And they say, well, we don't need that. You're just sitting there like question, start questioning yourself, right? Okay, what can I apply to this project? 
because I first have to understand the code uh, some way, B, and I, has, I has quickly have to start uh, producing some results because, you know, um, I may not be able to, to, to stay here, you know? So you start doubting yourself a little bit, you know? So that was the kind of like uh, some sort of mismatch in cultures, I'd say. Uh, maybe that was a little bit of a price which I paid at the beginning because getting experience was hard. You know, have to scrape every little bit from this job, from another job, uh, you know, and and that was hard at the beginning. But, you know, at the same time when I was doing this, I was spending often weekends uh, perfecting my skills, learning new stuff, you know, because I had my sort of own roadmap, my own vision, where I want to be. I obviously studied the job descriptions and, and looking for, okay, this technology is a pretty much a requirement. So let's just make sure that I have the, you know, um, base properly covered and then on top, top of that i can learn other things so yeah so those few few first few jobs were were just just an exercise of uh getting the most experience from what i can uh, in the environment on the other hand it also uh exposed me to a different dyna team dynamics so now when i look for work i can i can easily spot some kind of signs of probably it's probably not the place for me because I can mm -hmm. see those things from from the distance now, even from the job description sometimes. Um, so yeah, but in the last few years, I guess I got much more kind of focused on on exactly what's my what's my niche, as I, I'd say. Yeah, that's that's a really great point you make about company culture. It's something that we can all take for granted so much, in particular if if you need more support, you need that nurturing, supportive kind of culture, don't you? Mm, that has yeah. good practices. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, a good example I can give you is a few years ago, I worked for uh, GiveGov, you know, the big telecom uh, business here mm. in the UK. Uh, whoever thinks about joining them, just do it. They're an amazing company. They've got amazing offices. And one of the best things they have is that in their offices, they have a, a few dedicated pairing stations. So basically, there are like, um, there's a, like a tables with four computers, like in two pairs. And you can just basically work on the project and say to your, to your, to your colleague in a team, in a squad, look, I'm struggling with this, or let's learn this, uh, or let's learn, work on this ticket. And you go there, you sit down, and you actually pair for the whole day, and it's, it's a very much encouraged. You'll be surprised how productive those teams are that you know that that in uh, management management's mentality this whole velocity thing which i don't understand is is flawed you know that you you may spend with someone pairing on a ticket for a day but a you've done a, you've done the ticket b you've learned a lot you you kind of like you know whole bus factor thing this is mm. this is not the case here so this amazing amazing technique and this company was really really amazing in that as well so that's Next great. Time. Are you sponsored by GiveCaf? Are they paying no, you to not, be here I'm, today? I'm, I'm the loyal customer, but to be honest with you, they've got a very high follower in UK, so it would be no, uh, there's no kind of uh, um, advertisement here. I guess, okay. well, well GiveCaf, if you hear me, send me some uh, sponsored, uh, you know, branded t-shirts and whatnot, you know, I'll be, I'll be happy to accept. You, right. know. you can send me some too. So then in those, in those, early days where you're now technically a little weaker than you'd like to be your your work isn't giving you the support that you need yeah. how do you keep leveling up technically to get to the point where you are now so one of the things i mentioned was just that i was kind of like uh trying to gather those those kind of like uh, uh weak points throughout the the, the week uh work 
and on the weekend I was just applying myself. I was just googling stuff. I was I was building little apps, uh, playing with it. You know, um, I had been lucky in some of those jobs where developers kind of like understood that if you place someone on the job, you have to give them a couple of weeks, kind of like you know to to um, to to build some stuff to kind of understand how the, those those things work in on a real prototype. So that that was also uh, I, I've been lucky in a, in a couple of jobs. I'm not going to mention the name. Uh, here um so um so yeah mostly my my my, my work uh, weekdays uh maybe evenings because let's be honest i mean the, the the bootcamp is a great tool to to get you from zero to like a kind of turbocharge your your learning skills but it's not aimed to give you everything it's just enough to give you uh skills to get a junior job to 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 give you confidence that can you uh, then, then, then you can learn and makers especially put a lot of emphasis on actually skills, uh, building up skills uh, on to actually uh, learn how to learn basically, right? Because it's very mm. dynamic, it's changing a lot. So I remember at the time we were we were learning I don't know Angular and Node. You know, since then we've got React and other things. Just you know, that's very dynamic. It's changing. So, so it's not really set in stone. And so I, I know, so at, at one point early in your career, you know, you're struggling professionally and then you end up at a point where you're now quite strong professionally, right? And jobs are going well, you know, you're, you're getting good jobs. But then in the middle there, there's a period where you have short stays at companies and then you're applying for other jobs. Do they ask you about why do you only have such short jobs? And then how do you, how do you tackle that? Uh... Well, I was I, in some of those jobs. I would like I'd love to stay for longer, and I was really happy on some of those projects. Interesting stuff I was I was learning there. But but the biggest problems in a couple of those jobs were that you know as soon as I joined a the company, they they had a sort of mentality like okay, bumps on seats, right? We have someone here, so okay, we have developers. That no one really looked into detail. Like okay, I'm a junior developer. I maybe need some some support, maybe to pair with someone because I'm totally capable of doing these things. But uh, so one of those cases where then, you know, I joined a team, I, they given me two weeks to, to kind of like get up to speed. I, I was building the, the app uh, on the side with a couple uh, senior developers and I was getting those, uh, those um, practical knowledge of those uh, technologies. So I was almost ready to start doing tickets. And then the, the management said, okay, let's put him on the PHP side of the project where I have zero knowledge of PHP, you know, and then um, you know, it's like another few weeks I need to spend to to get my head around this. You know, and and time is time has passed, and they just realized, hmm, it's been a month, and and you know, you ha he hasn't really contributed that much. But no one really looked into detail that you know they just uh, you know, kind of uh, you know move me from one place to another without any direction, without any guidance, any body sort of system. So that was one example. Uh, but like I say, from all these experiences, I gained something. Uh, I guess maybe resilience, you know, stuff that I I learned because I had to on my own. Um, maybe I'll become very uh, kind of experienced in in how to choose the right job because mm -hmm. that's that's also I can all quickly uh, see those those um, wearing signs. I guess so. Yeah. So that that was definitely exercise in uh, getting scraping as 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 much experience as possible from various jobs and maybe not the perfect fit, you know, at least on my level, I'd say, uh, you know, because you have to come, come across quite often 
uh, very confident to get a job, right? Which is also a, a little bit flawed because, you know, you can be, they say, oh, fake it until you make it. Yes, you can do it, but you can fake it so well that you'll be in a job which you shouldn't be in, right? And, and that's a problem for you and for the management. Uh, and they, they don't understand what the problem is. But, mm -hmm. but if you come, up, come, up, come across really um, honest and say like vulnerable and say, look, I'm the junior developer. This is what I really know well. These things I, I kind of built a little apps, but I'm very keen to learn. And when I say those things to someone from HR, who was the first one to speak to, to feel, they filter me out immediately. I'm not confident enough. I'm not experienced enough. So you have to change the strategy and start not lying, but kind of like saying that you are, yeah, I can do that because you can, but you have to be given a little bit of support. And that's the whole problem, I think. Along the same lines, in the middle of your career or towards your most recent jobs, you're going into interviews and they're looking at your CV and through no fault of your own, you have like two or three short gigs. So how, how do you justify to them? What, what, do they, what do they ask you? Do you think that they have a picture in their mind of, of why that is? And what sort of questions do they ask? Well, they often ask whether I was contracting, uh, obviously. The other question is um, uh, whether I, uh, well, and, and in general, I just explain to them, like, you know, my, my, my uh, sort of um, record pre-developer uh, career was I was in jobs for a year, three years, you know, consistently. You can look into my uh, CV and, and all in my kind of link, link hub, uh, link, LinkedIn profile. Um, but, uh, uh, and then I just say to them, look, there was a phase when I was, I was just getting experience. It was, it was tough for someone who done a U-turn uh, for from zero knowledge to get a knowledge uh, commercially. You cannot get experience without experience, you know, that catch 22. Uh, so I'm being honest about this. Uh, and then, and then I just uh, got into a different stage of my career when I can, I already have foundations, sound foundations uh, for, let's say, front-end development work, but I'm really keen to do, let's say, uh, full-stack JS, you know. I'm not there yet, but I've already been exposed and I've done some stuff on, on, on that. So, so yeah, that's kind of like a, uh, like a strategy I, I, I usually apply. You're really passionate about your work because you had a good career before this and you chose to retrain into software development and you absolutely would not give up. I mean, you could have gone back to quite an easy life, you know, doing what you were doing before, probably had a very nice career, but you had to stick to this. You could not let go. Yeah. So what is it that drives you? What are you passionate about? Well, so um, before the uh, before Makers, I, I was my most senior job, marketing job. I was... Um, I was someone who was responsible for uh, three domains, uh, sort of budgets, agencies, but also uh, had a couple uh, web designers reporting to me and I liaised with QAs and tech team. Um, and I, lo I loved that dynamic. I, lo looked, I loved uh, looking into the code up and there and then. And prior to this, I was doing short courses, you know, over the years, a few courses here and there, but it was never a complete package. It was never a, a, set, a set of skills which led you to, to get a job. So, so that was the first thing. Um, the second thing is that I, I really loved the, the sort of like working with the browser, kind of like building apps and sort of this visual side of things, interfaces, you know, uh, interaction with this, you know, how users are, are using the, 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 the well-designed interfaces to, to buy products, you know, that kind of stuff. 
and I was I was I was I was hoping at least the first idea was just to be able to re- build prototypes to visualize my marketing ideas. You know, that was the the kind of first first idea I had. But then I just realized it's just fun building stuff, and I, I and I just refused to give up for that reason. And you know, uh, yeah, I just I just carried on until I get to the to the to the until I find a speed spot because that that that's the thing you can do things for weeks and months or I have you have a really nasty bug too and you, you don't really know how to do it but then one day one moment you know it's just like oh my god this this is how it how it works you know and, and this is it you have to carry on until the moment you you see it actually clicks you know somehow finally uh, at one point in your life there must have been you know quite a lot of down points um what 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 effect does that have on you mentally? And then how, how do you find the strength to deal with it? And, you know, what's the right way forward in those times? You know, there's, this, this, there was this uh, quote, which I won't be able probably to quote exactly, but Churchill once said, like, if you are going through hell, just keep walking. So I, I, kind, of, <laughs> I kind of like this because, you know, it can relate to any situation, life situation. If you are in a really, really bad spot, you just you just have to accept that it's bad, but it's gonna pass. You know, you just you just do as little as you can, and eventually it's gonna pass. And then if it's something good bad happens with let's say work, just don't take it to yourself. Just just don't stop blaming yourself. Uh, I'm not saying blame others, but say like it's just it's just how it is. You, there's nothing you can do about it. It'll pass, and the next job or next gig is gonna be much better. So that's what I would advice anyone i guess that's brilliant advice i'm going to take that advice myself (laughs) Um, so if you could if you could go back seven years or whatever it was uh and uh, give some advice to the young you just just as they're stepping into this boot camp Mm -hmm. what what would you tell yourself uh some of the things i mentioned like you know be positive just don't don't compare yourself to the others you have your own journey um you know some people get it really quick some others just need some time because they learn differently they need time to contemplate you know to practice more just a different dynamic um just be i guess if you are deciding to go for a bootcamp if you really put it put put in enough effort and work there is no way you're not going to get a job there's just no way so so stop stressing yourself like oh i'm i paid so much money i'm not going to get a job no you're going to get a job if you put enough uh, effort into it you'll get it uh, no matter what was your previous career, there's lots of examples. We had people from like helicopter pilot, children's book author, uh, policeman, you name it, uh, and all got jobs or, you know, uh, were close to uh, because they've decided, yes, that's what I want to do. And, you know, I know you've, you've turned it all around and you're doing very well now. What's next for you? Um, so I am uh, thinking about um, maybe going contracting but it's just uh, because it's it's going to getting really complicated these days with um, regulations so we'll see how it goes the other the other idea is just to go completely remote because prior to covid i was i wasn't sure about this but then we were all forced to do it and then i realized actually much more uh, productive that way um so going fully remote finding a job for the remote company um, would be an interesting, uh, interesting experience. Um, in terms of tech stack, I would love to do more of the uh, front, um, full stack JS. So I would just want to just uh, 
deepen that knowledge, you know, solidify it, and and that's that's kind of like a in in the short term. In the future, I don't know. It, it depends. Uh, I, I could say, well, I'm going to set up a business or whatever. I don't know. <clears throat> I think these two main things are, are the most important. Uh, in my mind, you know, I guess it's not everyone, everyone's everyone's idea. You know, once you have a remote job, you may you may try to live in the other country or maybe tra- travel a bit. That'll be interesting. But um, but also, I guess I think the hybrid model is is the is the future because. A, I'm very productive on my own at well, at home, but I wouldn't mind going to office for a day or two to see people, you know, to spend a day having meetings because, yeah, I miss that kind of dynamic as well. So we'll see how it goes. One of those things is going to happen definitely. Because, I mean, other people are kind of a fun part of our work as well, aren't they? Yeah, we're social animals. We need that. We we, we don't realize mm. that because, you know, at the beginning of COVID, it was like, oh, my God, I'm going to work from home. It's such a great thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be no commute and so on. But then after, I don't know, six months, you just realize, well, I actually uh, missed that bunters and those kind of coffees together and, and you know, playing a pool maybe in the, in, the, in the lunchtime, you know, that kind of stuff. So mm. you miss this a little bit. Okay, look, before I let you go... Uh, I need you to tell me the joke of the show. Sorry, there are ten types of um, yeah, there are ten ten types of developers: those who understand binary and those who don't. That's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Matchek, thank you so much. R- really, thanks a lot for you know the really frank and honest com- conversation and uh, um, uh, giving us so much insight into your life. That was really really helpful. That was fun. Thank you very much, Sanjay. And that's all, folks. Thanks a lot for tuning in. For more info, for questions, comments, or feedback, please head on over to aheadintech.com and don't forget to subscribe.